Well, I want to congratulate you, Strong Nation Church, everywhere, including Cambodia. Well done. We've probably had the most difficult year of our living history, of my life anyway, in the way of dealing with something new, dealing with something which is not nice, something very uncomfortable. And I think, Strong Nation, you've shone. You've done really well. And um, I get excited getting more face-to-face with people now and talking about what's been going on in their lives. Some of you I haven't seen since March. And uh, I hear about what you're doing in life. And what I see is increased faith in your life. What I'm hearing is breakthrough in issues which you've seen had before, but I've seen you're getting through those things and God's working through. What I'm seeing in people's lives is this renewed passion to make a difference in your world. And I'm sitting there thinking... Don't, don't throw rocks at me, but thank God for COVID in one sense. Because I think what it has done, it's actually woken up in us this little call, hey, I'm the church. I don't go to church. I am the church and I can do something. So well done. And that hasn't been you know, free of little bits of anxiety and worry and uncertainty. That's been there, but yet you've made it through as a very, very strong church. So thank you for that. Well done, and um, I want to congratulate you. It's awesome. Look around here, some of the faces I haven't seen for a long time. But you're faithful. You're faithful to God, and uh, that's what really counts. Amen? We started the year preaching on the theme, going deeper, stretching wider. Well, it seems like most of the year has been going deeper. Going deeper, and every time I'd want to move that, that theme on to the second half, the Lord would say, no, keep going deeper. Keep going deeper. So he preached on keep... You know, going deeper, building God an altar. I really felt the Lord pressed hard on us about that since September. Build God an altar in your life. Build God an altar in your family. Build God an altar so people can see two major things, that God is great, he's awesome, and that he must be honoured. Our lives must reflect that. Our lives, if we go deeper into God and build him an altar, people will see that God is awesome and that he must be honoured. But more importantly, your generations will see your children and their children and their children and their children. They will get to, they can't help but get into that flow of God is awesome and he must be honored. And I've got to tell you, that, that, that does amazing things in your life. We preached on redeeming the time. In other words, taking advantage of the time, especially around Christmas. Take advantage of Christmas. You know, God's given us a bargain of time. You know, many of us have changed our time unless unless you're an emergency service worker or a nurse, um, you've actually got a bit more time on your hands or a teacher, but that's coming up next week, right? Take advantage of those times for the kingdom, for him, going deeper into him. And I believe this going deeper produces favor in your life. You see, I think God wants to favor those who are his. The promise to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, 2 and 3. I will make you into a great, strong nation, and I will bless you, and I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whomever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. With faith, I believe this for your family. With faith, I speak it over your family. I speak it over your life, and I've been doing that all year. Speaking this favor over you. You know, if you read Galatians, especially chapters 3, 4, you'll see that those who believe in Christ are the children of Abraham. 
And this blessing is yours. This favor is yours. And the thing about favor is, it's really not about feeling good. It's not about having everything go right for you. It's not about that. It's in spite of those things, you still experience the favor of God on your life. And I believe that's God's will for everyone here. And as I said, I speak it, I speak it, and I speak it over you all the time. I believe building God an altar, redeeming the time, going deeper, it's all about experiencing his favor. When you do that, you get to experience his favor. That's when you know you're walking in it. I know in my life, I'm a, I'm a recipient of people who understood this for generations. My grandmother, she was probably the greatest whistler in the world, I'm pretty sure of it. She used to whistle and whistle, and she'd whistle these, these uh, hymns, and I grew up in that. And I don't really remember what her life was like in the way of giving time to God. All I know is that all of her children loved God. And in spite of her husband, my grandfather, wasn't a great churchgoer. The World War II really messed him up a bit. But he had a faith in God and he understood the word of God. But I never saw him act out his faith. But my grandmother, she knew about the favor of God. And I'm a recipient of that. And I got it easy. I got it in the flow. I just had to just keep, you know, just keep pushing the scooter along. That's all I had to do in my life. And I'm praying that the generations after me also would walk in this favor. But here's the thing. The favor is available, but it's not until you go deep that you experience it. It's not until you build God an altar that you experience it. It's not until you consciously say, you know what, I'm going to redeem this time that I really start experiencing it. God wants to favor you. God wants to favor those who are his. It's God's plan all along. You see, the favored life is a very narrow life been meditating on it jesus said this and read it matthew chapter 7 12 to 14 he said this he's talking the sermon on the mount he said so whoever i'm oh sorry whatever you wish that offers that others would do to you do also to them for this is the law of the prophets in other words he's teaching them the golden rule this is the golden rule whatever you want done to you do to others right then verse 13 enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Wow, that's interesting. He talks about these two ways of living. You can live easy, you can live however you want and just float and just you know, do whatever you want and it's a very wide road, but he says it leads to destruction. But there's a narrow road and a narrow gate. And I think you could translate that as living deep, honoring God, living the way he wants you to live, allowing him to direct and guide your path. And that leads to life. And it's a different sort of life. It's this favored life. Have you ever wondered why would God want to favor you? Have you ever wondered that? Why would God want you to do Why would God want you to experience it? Why would he want to make it obvious on your life? Well, obviously, he loves you. There's no doubt about it. He loves you. And I think that's theologically the greatest answer you'll ever get. He loves you. But I think there's a bigger deal to it as well. I think it resonates. 
like I said, I'm the recipient of generations of this. And I pray that my generations after me can say the same. I pray that they would walk in this favor and not even realize how favored they are. That's how I want. It resonates through the generations. My children's children are favored and blessed because I got to walk in it. But I think there's more to it than that. I think it also resonates wide. It resonates to all those around me. People look at my life and think there's something different about your life. Now, I sit down and I, I um, look around here and I see some amazing people. And I, I look around in my life as I walk around in life and I see many amazing people. But often someone will grab me and say, Rick, there's something different about your life. What is it? Many of you know I, I'm the chap, one of the chaplains at Windsor High School and love it, love going in there. And I go and sit in this year 10 English class quite regularly on a Thursday morning and interesting class. But uh, the teacher more than once has actually said, sir... This is the male teacher. Why is it that when you walk in here, there's peace in here? It's a favor. I've actually had one of the executive teachers, I sit in her office and she says, whenever you walk in here, I feel peace. It's the favor. This favor of God that's on it. It resonates out. In fact, let's look back at Genesis chapter 12 again. It says this, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing in verse 2. You will be a blessing can also be translated in Hebrew as you will be seen as favored. People will notice it. People will say, hey, look at that person. And verse 3, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Another way of saying that in the Hebrew is this. People will use your name as favored. In other words, may God make you like Andrew Mann. A blessing. May God make you like Claire Claxton. It's favor. It's favor. It resonates out. I've got to tell you, I've had the honor of, um, I'll call it an honor, of walking a 10-year journey with Nathan Vinson. And uh, he's here today. And um, we've had an interesting journey. But I want to tell you, in the last 18, 12 months, I have seen the favor of God begin to increase in his life more and more. And we've had lots of talks. Is his life free from hassle? No. Is his life, you know, got, his, got challenges? Absolutely. Is he always blessed? No. But there's favor on him. And I see it all the time. And see, I see him, just to marry a girl like Cassie, he's got to be favored. That's a miracle in itself. But I see favor on him. And it's increasing, Nathan. And um, there is an enemy who would like to stop it. But it resonates out. And everyone you touch, everyone you get to see, begins to see there's something about it. And I think that's why God wants to favor us and wants us to experience his favor is so the world can see. We sang a lot of songs here today, uh, four of them. Two of them actually made mention of God bringing light so people can follow it. People in darkness can see light so they can follow. How does God shine light? Through you. There's actually no other way he does it. <laughs> I suppose he can make his hand appear on a wall. He's done that before. Maybe you can write the word of God on something through graffiti, I suppose. that. But the greatest light he has is you. To shine. That's why he wants to favor you. Of course, he loves you. Mate, you can't stop that love. It will keep increasing, increasing. But he wants to shine. Jesus said this. 
Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under the basket. I could translate, nor does God light up his people and put them under a basket. But on a stand and it gives light to all, the ho- all in the houses. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! Let people see it. Let people see it. And you don't even have to go out of your way. People will just notice it. There's something different. I've actually got this new bee guy, um, new bee as in beekeeper. And um, we've, we've become great mates. His name's, what's his name? I forgot his name. <laughs> There's about four or five of them at the moment. And this guy over at Warrington. And um, I just went and did a bee inspection with him yesterday. It was really fun. And he's, he just wants to be mates. And I'm wondering whether that's, he can just see some favour in my life. He just wants to be around me. And I, I don't know, not much about me. Bees aren't that exciting, you know. But he just wants to afterwards, oh, I've got time for a couple. Let's sit down and have a chat. And we just start chatting about life and family and, and doing a whole bunch of things. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, this is weird because I'm not the sort of guy who attracts too many people. But the favour of God does. The favour of God allows it. I remember a few years back, um, Naomi... And I, mainly Naomi, had gone through a real hard time with her mum's um, illness and passing through motor neuron disease. And um, it was a terrible time. And it wasn't long after that, Naomi's cousin-in-law turned up to church. One Sunday morning, Dame's Damo, great guy, really great guy. And uh, that day, he put his hand up saying, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. Afterwards, we were sitting down talk, chatting to him, and um, come around the conversation of, okay, why today? He said, I watched what Naomi went through. And her life, if she can love God and worship him like she did today, he must be real. Wow. Talk about resonate the favor. Going through the tragedy, the most tragedy time of her life, but yet there was favor still seen on her life. That's the favor of God. It's on you. And he wants it to shine so others could see it. I read a book, the, the, the biography of Charles Finney. Charles Finney, the great American revivalists. Oh, what a time. My goodness. He, he was a lawyer. He knew God was real, but he wanted to experience God. So one day when all the clients had left, he locked the door, said, I said, okay, God, I just want it. Whatever you've got, I just want you. And he, his encounter is like waves, nearly drowned in waves of waves of the presence of God. He literally nearly drowned. (laughs) He said there was so much of it. Anyway, his biography talks of times when he would just go walk into a a factory and people would just begin to weep and cry and fall on their knees and repent towards God, turn towards God, saying, God, I need to know God, I need to know God. He didn't say a word yet. When he preached, a lot more people did that. But he would just walk in. I think it's the favour of God. There's something supernatural that he places on your life when you go deeper. Us Westerners in the modern day, we don't tend to go deeper spiritually, but I think his church needs to. Why? Because the world needs to see it. There's a world out there living in darkness that needs to see the light and the love of God. And guess who shines that? Us. Through the favor of God on your life. It's not all just blessings. It's not a prosperity thing. Maybe prosperous in the favor, 
Might not be prosperous in cash, I don't know. The light of this world, you are the light. You shine it in the most darkest places. We're called to do that. That's who we are. Don't hide it. Don't let busyness take the shine away. Don't let tragedies take it away. Don't let confusion or or not knowing what to do next in life, don't let that stop you shining. Shine the light. Last week, it's great having Dave and Sam up here talking about love all at Christmas. Did you like the little quad? It's not a tri- trilogy, it was a quad of something. Qu- quarto? And um, they talked about love all. And, uh, you know, at Christmas time, love all is about shining the light. It's about spreading wider, stretching out. And I'm wondering whether this year is like no other year, a great opportunity to do this more than ever before. We're living in a time now where people are probably not so sure about life as what they were 12 months ago. It's a little bit more uncertain. Right now, there's people, their lives aren't lit up as much as what it was this time last year. What a beautiful opportunity for us to actually go into lives or to look for lives and let's shine some light. Interesting thing about um, a way to simplify what the Christian life is all about is simply this, a life of faith worked out with love. Don't you love that? Jesus actually said, they will know you by the love. They'll know that you belong to me, Jesus said, by the love that you show one another. I was thinking about last week and this whole idea that you have a favour of God on your life. I'm wondering whether time is now, redeeming the time, time is the time now for us to stretch wider. We stretch wider with love, with acceptance, forgiveness, with allowing people to see who you are. Really, warts and all. Because when they see the warts as well, it means you're real and it means they can relate And maybe they could have the favor of God. I'm first to tell you our family is favored of God. But boy, do we have some warts. We have a lot of issues. We have a lot going on. It's not always smooth. There's always, not always, but every now and then there'll be a tension that comes along. But we're okay with that. Doesn't take away the favor. Doesn't take away the favor. So what has God been speaking to you about? About loving others. What has he been speaking to you about this Christmas? I think I asked at the end of last week, could you ask God to speak to you about loving others? What does it look like? Because I think what we need to do is, like Jesus said, lift up your eyes and just see who he's bringing into our lives. And maybe think, why is he bringing that person into my life? Why are they being attracted to the favor that's on you? Why are they doing that? Maybe he's drawing them close to you. Do you know Romans 2, 4 actually says, it is the goodness of God that leads people to turn around to him. It is the goodness of God that leads people to turn around. Where do they see the goodness of God? In you. Is this the moment for us to do this? To shine our light with love. We watched a, a, a film on Netflix, I think it was, called Mr. Rogers, or A Happy Day in the Neighborhood, or something like that's called. It's about Mr. Rogers. 
who's a real character from America. He, he passed away in 2008, I think it was. And this guy was amazing. I just watched it. Tom Hanks is playing him. And I was talking to Carol Haynes, Pastor Carol Haynes, and she, she was saying that Tom played a really good portrayal of this guy. Mr. Rogers was known for how interest, interested he was in people. He did a TV show and he was interested in kids. And the kids loved his show. But when he would sit down with even a stranger, he would just be so interested in them. He, Tell me more about you. That is so interesting. And for hours, he was known to speak to strangers for hours with them doing all the talking. Wouldn't that be a great way to show love? Be interested in people? I'm wondering whether God's going to be bringing people at this time into our lives which need someone to be interested in them. I read a story about Sam Walton. Sam Walton was the guy who began Walmart. And at one time, he was the richest man in the world. And uh, he had people who would make sure he got to his appointments because he loved people so much, he'd be found talking to people too long and he'd miss meetings. One day, he was in a cafe, sitting down having a coffee, and he called a guy over to sit with him, some guy. And it turns out this guy was a corner shop owner, owned the corner shop around the corner. And Sam was talking to him for a couple of hours. So his aide came and found him and said, sir, we've got to go. He said, oh, I've got to go, but it's so good talking to you. Thank you for your time. This is Sam Walton. Owns Walmart, you know, all over the world. And while walking away, it was heard that he said, oh, that man's a great guy. I could learn a lot from him. Sam Walton could learn a lot from the guy in the corner of the shop. Don't you think that's showing love? Every person is just as important as what you are. Every person is. And I think now is the time for the church realizing that your favor on your life is required to resonate to people around you because they need it. They need God is calling them. They don't understand that God is calling them, but he is calling them to his church so they can be loved, so that they can be accepted, so they can see some lights. Don't hide your light. Shine it. Rick Warren is a pastor in Southern California and um, does some great things, really, really good things. And I heard him make a comment once about their, their philosophy for evangelism. Basically, when someone comes to Christ, they say to them, whatever you have been doing in your life, as long as it doesn't lead you down a road to sin, keep doing it. And if you become a half-decent Christian, you're going to affect every person you talk to. Wow. I think Christians, we forget that. That our experience is such an amazing thing. It's the new Christians who understand how amazing their experience is. But we, when we sit in church for years, we forget. Our life-changing experience was the most amazing thing. We've got to let it shine. We've got to let it resonate. Let's get out there amongst them. One of the most exciting things I've seen in COVID this year about the church worldwide is that we've been out there. We've been out there. I'm wondering, at one stage I knew there was something like 300 different devices watching us on a Sunday morning. Now, if you've got teenagers, that would have been five devices in one house. <laughs> that excites me because it's not that the word's going out there, it's that you are out there. That's what excites me. And you carry the word. You carry it. You carry the favor of God. That excites me a lot. So I say to you, church, this is what I ask of you. Understand 
that you going deep, that you looking into God, that you building God an altar causes you to stretch wide. You don't even have to make the decision. You've almost just got to accept it and acknowledge it for what it is. Stretch wide. Allow your faith to be seen. Allow your favor on your life to be seen. And then, this is where consciousness comes in. Oh, that's a time for me to show love. I want to love that person. I'm going to accept them into my life. Maybe it's going to cost me some time, effort. Maybe it might cost me a packet of Tim Tams. But I'm going to show love. Why? Because that person matters. And they're looking. I actually think there's a move on. I think God is beginning to move. Do you think COVID's got God worried? Really? To him, it's not a blip on the radar. I think there's a move of God on. And I think his church has never been more ready than now. Church, are we ready? Your favorite of God, go deep, keep going deep, keep going deep, keep going deep. Build him an altar in your home. God is honored. God is honored in my home. God is honored in my family. God is honored in my marriage. Just keep ensuring that all the time. And automatically, you can't help but you stretch wider with the resonation of his favor. It just resonates. All we have to do is consciously say, I love you, man. Yeah, I've got, I've got five minutes to talk to you. In fact, why don't you come and meet my family? And if we could do that, church, love like Christ loves, I honestly believe we're going to see God's spirit move powerfully to many people who don't even know exists right now. I think we're going to see people come to Christ who right now couldn't give a rip about it. But they're searching. They're searching for a way. Do you know the early church was actually called the way? That's what they called them. They hadn't... Why would they call them that? All I can think of is, look at the way they are. They, they are the way you should be living. That's what I'm thinking. They're the way. Wow. Wouldn't be a bad nickname, really. Hey, the way. Because they were out there. They stretched wider. They had the experience that just blew more than their minds. It blew their whole lives. This experience of the Savior loves them personally enough, and he saved them. Wow. Talk about going deep. They understood about going deep. They understood about building God an altar in their lives. They understood that. That's why we have the New Testament. Teaches us all about that. And it resonated around the world to a point where not even the Roman Empire could stand any longer. It had to fall. Think about that for a minute. The most powerful empire that has been on the face of the planet fell to Christianity. And Christianity doesn't preach, pick up your arms, it preaches love. Talk about resonate. Talk about resonate. That's us, church. This Christmas, less than two weeks away, yay. I think Christmas just goes right through to Australia Day, don't you? Who agrees with that? Christmas does. It lasts as long as the leg of lamb, you know. We're stretching wide. Church, this is our moment if we want it to be. Who knows what 2021 will do? Who knows? Bring it on. It can't be any worse than what we've had, I reckon. But it could be amazing. I think you could have the greatest Christmas you've ever had this year. I pray you do. But what I pray most over our church is the favor of God on your life because that's where it remains. Whether you feel it or not, the favor of God is on you. 
You experience it by going deep, by building God an altar. That's how you get to experience it. And then it resonates and people go, wow, look at that. And if we're smart, we will show love like our Savior has asked us to to every person. Just show love. And I guarantee you, that will see the kingdom expand, stretch wide like never before. Amen. Can I pray for you? Father in heaven, I thank you for every ear that's heard this message today. Lord, I'm so convinced that your plans are to bless your people, to favor them. I think about the Israelites who, they were so favored that even other nations would be afraid of them. But yet they were such a small nation and they didn't carry many weapons, but they were feared because they understood that their God favored them. Lord, let's bring that forward thousands of years and see the church, Lord. I pray no one fears us, but many would be in awe of the favor that is on people's lives. Lord, and as we begin to love, or another word is to minister to people, Lord God, I pray that people would receive Jesus Christ's love coming through his church. Help us, Lord, to do this. Help us to lift up our eyes to see. Help us to acknowledge and to, to take notice of those, Lord God, who may be seeking help right now. Or even those that aren't looking for help, they're just down. Maybe there's people optimistic about the year, but they don't know the way. Jesus, you are the way. And we're the church to show it. Bless these people, I pray. Those at home, those in house meetings. Those here, Lord God, every man, woman, child. Lord God, let every one of them experience your presence and encounter with you every day as we go deep to stretch wide, seeing many, many experience the love of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, at home, God bless you. You're going to hand it over to the house service leaders. See you next week. God bless you. And everyone here.